What's the episode? What is the episode? This is the episode 4. where we watch that episode of a TV show. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. All right, we've got an anime expert here. We do. Uh, what, uh, Melissa, I actually don't know your last name, sorry. Schnecky. Well, Melissa Schnecky. We got all Melissa right. Schnecky here. Yeah, all right. Anime yeah. experts. Hey. Yeah, the, or, the crowd uh, loves yeah. you. At least a profound fan of anime right? yeah yeah um long time fan first time speaker well second time speaker i ah. I, I hosted uh a panel at an anime convention once that's about that's where you paid for that <laughs> well uh, i was not i'm truly just in it for the love of the damn. game wow. um if yeah. you were paid for that you would be a professional damn. <laughs> maybe next time damn we watched today we watched uh haiku two exclamation points uh-huh. yes mm-hmm. and oh I'm Adam. I'm Lisa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, you remember. You remember us. us. We host this show. Hey, we're back at it again. Yeah. We Oz did. is asleep on the couch. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. He's here. Uh, we did. We watched uh, uh, Haikyuu, uh, two exclamation points, uh, lots of volleyballs, mm-hmm. uh, just some young men fucking glaring at each other, yeah. mm-hmm. sweating, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thinking, flashback, flashing back, uh, amazing 25 minutes of television. Amazing 25 minutes of television. I, it was like, I've never seen anything like this portrayed on American television ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy because we, quote unquote, love sports here. Mm-hmm. But like Friday Night Lights, that's not about sports at all. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Except like. the football. That's secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Friday Night Lights? I have. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, well, and I think um, that's something I really like about the genre of sports anime is they make it very accessible to anyone who, whether you are new to anime or you are new to the sport in general, I think they do a great job uh, explaining how it works. Uh, like, I know early, uh, e- even there was points where they had these little diagrams of like, oh, this is the plan of how they're going to do the attack. And, you know, they they always have characters in the audience who don't quite know what's going on mm-hmm. and they will fill in that information just in, in a way yeah. that's it, it's very seamless it doesn't seem sometimes it can be a little on the nose of like this is how this block is done you know but um <laughs> it just makes it very fun and even if you don't quite understand the game you are so excited for them yeah. and you are cheering for them and it's just a really great insight of like again like how they approach the game and, I don't know, things like that. Yeah. I thought the initial metaphor of blocking being like mobbing, where uh, uh, mobbing is where crows will chase away a larger bird by just attacking in in more numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. While very on the nose, it's also like, oh, that's a very easy way to understand the psychology of it, too. We got someone like... We feel weak compared to this bigger person, so we have to band together and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. call at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and especially, you know, you have Karasuno, who um, their their mascot is the Crows, and they're fighting the, you know, this big elite team um, symbolized by the eagle. And so you have these Crows mobbing this singular eagle. 
Ushiwaka. Um, let me double check. The, <laughs> yeah, that um, is the name. And that, which I just think is nice too. You know, they have this little. Uh, you know, like symbolically, like this is kind of how it's going to play. And then throughout the game, you see this, you know, them mobbing together to wear them down to, mm. you know, I just think it's neat. <laughs> it is neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. It, uh, it definitely captures like the excitement for mm-hmm. the fans mm-hmm. and that like pretty much the whole atmosphere of playing a sport. Like mm-hmm. I've been in many sporting arenas and I don't know if you have. But it's it's electric. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially this moment in this particular episode where they're at the end of their set and it's just like somebody's got to get two in a row yes. for us to be over. Yes. Oh, like that's they are, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, they were both worn okay. down. This is essentially um, – I, I believe that final um, – the final block or the, the – I, I think that that final moment with Tsukishima was the – the uh, game winning point, I believe. Yeah. Um, or the set or the winning set point. Winning or the, point. It yeah. Was, yes. Yeah. You're right. Okay. The set winning point, which then just like turned the team around and really like. Because um, it's two out of three sets, right? You have to win two out of three of the sets. So they I must have tied so. then. Yeah. Damn. So mm. they really clawed back from. Yeah. And, th- and that's the psychology in itself, too. Mm-hmm. If you're coming into this episode, like, where are these characters at? And it seems like they're in a really healthy spot to be like yeah we have a lot of work to do but mm-hmm. we're willing to do it something i love about this team karasuna as a whole is it is very much about the teamwork of it and in general um haikyuu you know it falls into sports anime and uh on a broader look it falls under shonen which is just like um like a genre of anime that is typically geared towards uh you know boys and like younger men of like and and, and a lot of the times um the main focus is about you know the power of friendship it's about teamwork and all mm-hmm. those things um and i think haikyuu specifically does a really great job um displaying that i think that's why it is in my opinion, one of the best in its, you know, league, uh, just because you have good, good <laughs> sports you know, metaphor, yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, because, you know, so you're following the main team, Karasuno, and, you know, how they're all working together as this team to accomplish this goal of just doing their best and winning mm-hmm. um, and, you know, working with each other to do it. And I think something that's really cool about this show is that's not the only team you see. You know, we there's want to say five or six different teams um where they're kind of the antagonists they're they're fighting or they're um they're facing karasuno but like that's still a team who like they are all also working together for Mm -hmm. this common goal like even the antagonists like you still want to root for them um (laughs) because it's just i don't know it's just the team it's this friendship and uh i think the show does a really good job developing side characters um mm. in a way that like Hinata and Kageyama are the main characters of the show but everyone across the board every single character I feel like in this show is there for a reason and is compelling and is interesting and they really took that sports metaphor too yes to, and applied it to the characters mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. nice yeah um so yeah I just think it's very exciting um yeah before we move on, let's mm-hmm. read the plot synopsis. It's just Yo, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For this episode, the um, episode title is "The Halo Around the Moon." Yes, the Halo Around the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last part of the second set 
Kurosuno comes back at Shira Torazawa with <laughs> Tsukushima, uh, these names, mm-hmm. and Nishinoya's total defense. They end up in a heated battle in the end, resulting in multiple deuces. Who will score the final point? Uh, directors, oh, I'm gonna butcher these. Susumu Mitsunaka, uh, is the series director. Masako Sato is the episode director. Writers, Haruchi Furudate, Taku Kishimoto did the screenplay, and it stars, oof, uh, Ayumu Murase, Kaito Ishikawa, Satoshi Hino, and the episode aired October 29th, 2016. BT Dubs, mm-hmm. you did that amazingly. Ah, that was very good. You, you nailed those. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. sweating. I'm sweating. And I don't know if your pronunciation was correct at all, but you yeah. got all the letters that were on the page and I you got didn't all the letters. Phonetically, yeah. nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I, you know, hope no disrespect to any any of these, In any fact, of these people. Much respect. Actually, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, all the respect. The, yeah, I would. I wish we had the um, the audio uh, design person on here too. Because shout out to them for making a uh, a show about a squeaky floor gymnasium feel <laughs> like ramping and um, um, exciting as the episode goes on and and escalating. And this isn't even like this episode takes place probably over the course of. 10 points, right? 10 scored points. About. Mm-hmm. Which would be, what, five yeah. minutes mm-hmm. in My a game? God. Well, I don't know. Those volleys can take a while. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Could be five to 10 minutes, depending. Mm-hmm. But, but there's only one timeout, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I believe there is one called timeout. Um, well, and I think that's something I also really love about sports anime is like there's, um, like there, they will use scenes from actual games um as a reference for animation oh, like there awesome. is this really famous um infamous famous who knows um play in baseball where someone like throws to second gets them out tags someone else throws to first gets them out like it is an incredible play Dang. that when you see it in like a real game it's like wow that was so incredible that was so exciting and there, I believe it was Ace of Diamonds. Um, one of, there's a baseball anime. There's a <laughs> sports anime for many, many things, but mm-hmm. I believe they animated that frame for frame. Nice. But in the context of a sports anime, um, you have the, the background of each character. You have the thought process and the psychology of each play when the players are doing it. And it takes this already incredible play and makes it that much more exciting because not only are you watching someone who is very good at what they do do that thing well you are also in their mind Mm. and you feel like with that insight it's almost like you're doing it as well um and it's just and i think sports anime in general across the board does a very good job at making you feel like you are in the audience you are on the team and you are the player which is just (laughs) so exciting that's great you know like i remember so this came um I don't remember when Haikyuu first came out, um, but this I want to say- This episode aired 2016. This is season three, so probably 2013. 13, 14. I, would say, I want to say I was in the end of high school, mm. and my sister and I, uh, my twin sister Mandy, shout out to her. I really want her on the show. <laughs> um, like, 
she's the best but um, on this show yeah yeah uh, hell yeah maybe yeah. hit us up hit us up yeah. yeah like she we would watch this in our basement and mm. i kid you not screaming out loud <laughs> like i never understood like watching my brothers <laughs> or like my dad wa- watching my brothers and dad watch football yeah and they're screaming at the tv i'm like what are you like i just couldn't get it and then we would be in our basement and we're like yeah. they got that one. like <laughs> so excited and um i didn't really understand the uh, especially growing up being the awkward nerdy person i was <laughs> was not particularly into watching the sports and you know did but you play something, any sports? It's a whole I culture. did. Um, I played softball. Ah. Um, and actually in high school, I played a little bit of um, like intramural uh, volleyball because ah. Ah. I liked Haikyuu. Ah. <laughs> uh, so this show brought you to sports, yeah. which is Yeah, and fantastic. actually, actually, um, this summer I'm joining a, uh, a league. What? Oh, hell yeah. As just like, like a pickup player. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> But um, I never really understood the hype around it. But I, I, you know, I go to like a game, like a baseball game or like a hockey game. So fun to just be there. Like Mm -hmm. you were saying, Mm -hmm. it's so electric and so fun. Um, And I feel like sports anime and specifically Haikyuu really, really captures that energy. Like I'm excited to watch it. I was sweating when we were watching this. (laughs) He hit it and everyone started screaming. And I was like, how can you not? feel excited about this like it's just it's a feel-good show um (laughs) and yeah i just i love it lisa you have you have you're the sportician person (laughs) in the podcast uh i mean i played sports i played i played volleyball in middle school so what was your position no clue um (laughs) i remember rotating around Mm -hmm. i remember rotating so every position yeah uh um i wasn't that tall Mm. Um, I mm. it came hurt when I hit the ball, mm-hmm. uh, either to serve or to bump it. Uh, I was terrible at spiking though; could never mm. spike. So mm-hmm. that was my that was my that was Your my crux. Mm. I, I was uh, that's my sports knowledge. Uh, Lisa, you come at this like being in a in a sports room. Um, uh, what is it about watching a live sport? Like, like, how do you? You, do you have to connect to the players as much as in a show like this? Like I, this, this show gets the me. Show's this show's better, right? Just, I mean, it, that's what sports news is all about—is connecting you to the players. Um, that which is something you didn't really have before ESPN and before mo- modern television. Um, that's what makes. That's why people love sports so much because yeah. you feel a sense of. I mean, just like that's what the show is doing so amazingly mm-hmm. is connecting you to it. You, I mean, that, what a challenge to make you feel like you're in the audience and you're on the team and you're a coach mm-hmm. and you're and you're the player that's that's on the screen at that moment. Like that's huge. And when you're watching sports, that's part of the psychology too. Is I think there's so much more of a relationship between sports and theater than what is what theater people see. And I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, an entitlement about that some theater people can have about uh, feeling like they're, what they're doing is really intellectual, but there's a lot of intellectualism in sports as well. Mm-hmm. Like I have never been in a situation where I want something of a person and know how to manipulate a situation in order to emotionally get them to that place, mm-hmm. which is a thing that's, 
uh, 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 players, it seems, and really high level players, especially, yeah. are thinking about and trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in theater, you're maybe trying to access the psychology or the emotions of your character and maybe trying to understand the other characters in the scene and why they'd react that way. But you never, you never think about how can I get something from a person, which is really, which is like, at least when I've never you're responding about that. to something, when yeah. you're reacting, yeah, isn't that just giving the other actor something? Like you, if you're a good actor, you're you're a good team player. True, mm-hmm. true, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if you're not doing your job, you've been on, on a stage with someone but who's just no like not giving you anything, right? There's no well, like, true. Yes. Okay, but I I actually have two points. But Ooh. one I want to ask um, is when you are playing D and D and you are interacting with the other players, do you ever consider those things? I do. I do consider those things, especially um, how how I'm going to phrase things to the DM. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. When I'm playing like a <laughs> board game, I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. how do I get what I want from mm-hmm. these people? Exactly. Okay, see, I see, no, I see, I'm I like, see. I'm like, I think you are better at this than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's she all about context, though, because sports. I've always been like a blind reactionary person. Mm-hmm. I was always, I I never got good at any sport I played because I was always just like, get the thing. Yeah, it, it, was, was it. it was reactionary. It wasn't strategic. For right, you. right, mm-hmm. right. That was that was my whole. That makes sense, mm-hmm. though. It's not for everybody. Like, not everybody mm-hmm. is supposed to be an amazing volleyball star, or basketball star, or mm-hmm. football star, or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And you definitely see it with. Uh, Suki, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tsukishima. The way that he analyzed this situation that with such a broad scope, mm-hmm. that was pff, genius. Yeah. That's fucking expert level mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where, you know, he explained his thought process and you had, uh, you know, I forget who, I think it was uh, the team captain, his name um, is uh, Daichi. <laughs> um and i think asahi were he you know he explained it and they were like you're scary yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they're like you were thinking of all those things uh well and i do want to backtrack a little bit um with what you're saying on you know not everyone is going to be a professional at this or things like that um and that's not you know always everyone's goal it's, it's not always the end game for, it, for majority sure. of the time it's not your end game um but i think something that's really exciting is um the the feeling of playing sports and being on a team Mm. um there's this um youtuber i think his username is alexander but i was watching a video essay on you know his perspective on uh haiku and you know sports anime in general and he described sports as unbridled joy in motion (laughs) of just like like sports in general is just the excitement and the fun all in motion like and i i think i don't know i i think haiku specifically does such a good job of capturing that and making it fun and making it exciting Mm -hmm. and you know when you see the players um really experiencing that and i think this episode specifically is uh the it's it's a moment where tsukishima finally feels that joy um and something i wanted to bring up because uh just to give you like some background context because this episode specifically is the pinnacle of his change in character, which is a process of about three seasons. Wow. You know, you know season one, you're introduced to him and he kind of just like shits on Kageyama and Hinata. He's just like, you're short. Like, what do you, 
you know, what are you doing here? Whatever, you know, very antagonizes them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, is generally unlikable. Um, you <laughs> oh, know, no. not a great person, but I, I think as a character, he's a, such a great balance to the team. Cause, you know, you have all these characters who, you know, are so excited and, you know, um, personable and energetic. And, you know, I think he's a very good balance of the team. Um, and so he starts off, you know, as this kind of is very, uh, whatever, like, is is very good and he he is very tall. I think he's the tallest player on the team. Mm. Um and in general is is very good at volleyball. Um but his attitude towards it is so nonchalant. It's so like you know, he's just always saying whatever this is a game. Is it's he a just third one year? set. He's or... actually a first year. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he he joins the team the same time Kagiyama and Hinata do. Wow. Um and his his other friend I was telling you about uh, uh Yamaguchi who's essentially his only friend. Um, and, uh, you said that, and it's so like, it really brings you back to like, oh, these are young kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, like, these are a bunch of like 16 year olds. Yeah. Um, who just haven't figured out like how to be a social person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you go through this entire first season and you really don't see any change in him. Mm. And season two starts and you're like, what the fuck? Like, when is this guy gonna, like, yeah. like, when, like, I, I understand there's a reason you're here, but like, when the fuck do I learn that? Like, yeah. I personally, as far as the kinds of characters I enjoy, I love characters like him. Like, you like an Eeyore. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love, I, I, I see characters like that and I'm like, I can fix him. Like, oh, I just oh, love no. characters like that. I just, oh, I adore no. him. Uh-huh. It's your I'm toxic like, trait. It is my, my toxic trait is, uh, I have bad taste in anime. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Like, hands down. Don't we uh, all have bad taste in anime? Yeah. Man? I mean, it's all, yeah. it's always the worst traits of them that are so yeah. endearing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, in, in a fictional context, mm-hmm. I'm like, I enjoy you so much. A, a real life Tsukishima, I'd be like, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, Come like on, for kid. the love of God, hey. feel something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but so, you know, you we reach, you know, majority of season two, and you're like, I'm still not seeing anything from him. And it's it's season two, episode eight, uh-huh. uh, that you really get his backstory and you see this young Tsukishima who's, you know, very excited and like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. His older brother plays volleyball, and you're like, who is this kid? And how did he become the angry tall child puberty yeah you know yeah yeah besides the intense change in hormones you know how did he become this person and you you learn that um his older brother you know is plays volleyball and is the ace of the team and the ace is kind of the one that pulls it together yeah um and he just really idolizes him and looks up to him he starts playing volleyball because of it and as you're watching this kind of flashback you know, you can never see his brother's face. Um, he's he's very dodgy with things. And you learn, you know, his brother or Tsukishima shows up to one of his brother's games to be like, yes, I'm going to cheer him on. And, you know, the, he whenever he envisions his brother playing, he imagines this ace moment where he's like making this amazing point um, and, you know, really saving the d- game. And you see... The true ace of, of the team, um, who is referred to a lot in the show as the little giant. Um, he's someone from like a couple years ago who very much like parallels who Hinata is now of just like the short player who's very, very good. Mm. Um, and you see him 
make this incredible play that he always envisioned his brother playing. Oh, and you oh, look no. up and you see his brother in the crowd. He's not even on the team. What? Um, oh. he, I don't, I don't remember why. I think it was like, I don't think it was an injury or something, but, um, essentially he wanted to be on the team so bad, but he couldn't make it. And so he, he went to every game though, and he, he would go to practice with them. And he, so he would tire himself out, but he wasn't good enough for the team. And Suki sees him and realizes all of the lies he's been telling him. And something his brother always said is the most important thing about volleyball is connections. Mm -hmm. And, um, you see that a lot through the show and stuff, but essentially in that moment, Kagi or, uh, Tsukishima is like, I will never make connections so that I will like, if like if I don't make these connections, then a volleyball will not be as important to me, and I cannot get hurt again by this. Wow. Oh my so essentially, God. in that moment, what a defense mechanism! Completely. So it's it's that moment where you see, oh, that's why he's like, this is just a game. Who cares? He is so afraid of getting hurt again, um, <sighs> and feeling this level of betrayal that he's like, I will never care about this again. But deep down, he still has that passion, mm-hmm. which is why he plays. Why he's but there? He is so afraid of getting hurt. By caring too much that he just simply will not care at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've so been that there. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I think that is what's so great about this character is I'm just like, fuck, like that. I remember being that person in high school of like, I will be so angsty and so angry simply so, and I will not care about anything simply to not get hurt by not caring. Back. Yeah. Damn. You know, and so that's a really a lot about his character. And, you know, wow. that's such a human thing. That is Very so human. for yeah. context's sake, you say their first years, this is the third season. So <laughs> yes. this is all still going on in that first Yes. Year. Yes. This um, is still wow. the first so year. Holy crap. He this this is probably something that happened to him maybe the year before or the summer before. The, or this <sighs> happened when he was in middle school. Oh, so this was okay. probably I mean it could have been about before. two I want to say maybe two, three years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's before he hits well, no, I think he is tall at that point. He was always tall. But um he it, regardless, bastard. he was he was in middle school. <laughs> Um, was also being a middle schooler that level of betrayal, like yeah, yeah, like oh like, moment. like you you find out your friend doesn't return your pencil and you're like this is betrayal. Let alone Whoa, like specific, did yeah. that happen <laughs> yeah. to you? I'm like you know not to no, but like you know that the intense feelings you have in middle school. Let alone realizing your brother who you idolize has been lying yeah. to you this entire time and oh this thing God. you focus yeah. your life on because of it also just feels like a lie now and you know so he has this very whatever attitude about it that very this love hate thing he can't hate that kind of um butts heads with the team a lot especially because you see this team who is so excited about everything and about improvement and you know they're like oh i could have better in this and the other players like no this was the right you know they're very supportive they have have this like good team talk that i like wrote down in my notes while watching it the first time like oh everyone's very apologetic i was like oh no that's like after you're you start operating at a certain level and you recognize everything that happened and mm-hmm. you just kind of you got to express it or something I don't mm-hmm. know it's like checking in after a, a show or a, yeah. a play or something yeah. you know? or we even do that with this podcast we do we yeah like, like oh how do you feel about rehash that? like they're rehashing th- a three the second action yeah like yeah. in, in real time of they are playing like I think it's one thing to be very aware of what you are doing. And I think especially at that level, you are consciously making these decisions. And then to turn around and immediately be um, – review it in real time yeah. to then improve in the immediate next play is insane. Um, how do you how do you transfer <laughs> this into your writing, into your story craft? Um, I, okay, I think 
two immediate answers come to mind. Um, I think the first one being, I think this show does an incredible job of, like I said, just developing side characters. Mm. Um, I think, um, and this is an example, um, a, again, like I, I saw this example on YouTube of someone doing video essays on Haikyuu. Um, but, um, in like a typical shonen, you have like the main character and this kind of like antagonistic character. Um, like I think the example they used was like, um, in Dragon Ball Z, if you're familiar ish, yeah. you have Goku and Vegeta, mm. where Goku gets better. It's, it's okay. I think he described a foil. it. As, a yes, foil. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Romeo yeah. and, uh, and, uh, uh, what's his, what's Mercutio? his foil? Mercutio? Yeah. Where it's almost like if there's like, um, I just, I love the way you described it, but if, if there was like a, like an elastic string attached to them like when goku improves it brings up vegeta to improve uh, and then goku mm-hmm. you know it's like they are always bringing each other up whereas you have a show like haikyuu where it's like that excitement you multiply by like 12 mm-hmm. because the second hinata improves then kageyama improves and then you know uh-huh. that allows you know the rest of the team to then improve you know it, it all builds on each other which is yeah. really exciting and it it makes these side characters um so much more important to, you know, it, it does, you know, push the overall plot and it pushes, um, you know, the two main characters, but it just makes it so exciting and so interesting to see the other characters have like a, what feels like a real tangible place in the show, which is something, you know, in, in when I'm writing, you know, I don't want a character to exist solely to, um, you know, I guess just, Push be a, a plot a, device yeah to be a plot device i want yeah. it to be like a true genuine character and you know while these characters are all um building on top of each other um learning these side things about them is what makes it so exciting and so interesting because it's like okay yes this character is helping but also you you get the the background on that character the you know the psychological thoughts behind it the um you know, I guess the lore on this character, you know, you, 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 you like not only <laughs> yeah. are they doing this thing, but you understand why that character did that thing. There's, there's a, it's a true ensemble mm-hmm. and there, it's rich. There's like a lot of depth is what I'm hearing. Yes. About yes. it. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing too is you not only have these side characters who feel really developed and, you know, have their own storylines and their own lives essentially outside of the plot. Um, is it's when you have a character like Tsukishima who, um, his development across the three seasons, it's just, it's, I think, such a great character arc, mm-hmm. um, in a way to, like, um, I honestly compare the level that I enjoy his character arc is, like, I would compare to Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, shit, yeah. Where he starts as, like, just this little shit, and then you learn so much about him, and the way he turns around and changes is so exciting. And I, t- to me, Tsukishima's character story feels what? like that. It's the washing. Fucking dishwasher. The dishwasher. It's, um, we, ha- we, say, we see how to take, like, the... The sound, too. We can do that at the end. Oh, yeah, the room tone. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> Maybe we take, like, eight seconds real quick. Mm-hmm. Just let, let it drain. This break is brought to you by... Drano. Drano. Oh, it's Clean draining. Your drain. Clean your drains. Get those moths out of your drains. Okay, well, we can't get the sound if you keep talking. Oh, are you trying to get the sound? <laughs> Just, like, so you can take it out. 
You know, actually, you know what? We this is this is how it is. I we don't we have a a, a a high quality studio, people. Yeah. We're in a kitchen right this now. This is real life. This yeah. is real life. You're experiencing real life. Hey, hey, you all listening? <laughs> Stop driving. Stop driving right now. Walk out of your car. Take a deep breath. Come on. Experience the air. Live a little. Pull out your volleyball from the trunk. Toss it around a couple of times. You're on the highway? Great. Have You've got plenty of other people who could stop and Make help you out. Team. Make a whole team. Put up a net. Yeah. Play against the other, uh, <laughs> the uh, oncoming traffic. Yeah. It'd be great. Oncoming versus off, like, mm-hmm. versus I guess. For offcoming. Yeah, offgoing. Offcoming. Ongoing. Going. Ongoing. Yeah. Ongoing. Ongoing. We're all going somewhere. <laughs> the point of what you were trying to say to me, <laughs> draw, like, <laughs> the, the point, point. Yeah, the point, the, and I draw. I drew a square. <laughs> Lisa draws fingers. squares mm-hmm. for points. Uh, Four points. Uh, it seems like a lot of anime I've seen draws out, like really draws out a plot, like drags mm-hmm. out a plot, and and can make every single moment kind of really important. Like these people are living mm-hmm. to their full. They're at a ten yeah. with whatever they're feeling yeah. or thinking in. The moment on the show, mm-hmm. uh, it it I I it dramatizes uh, each action. Yes, every action that which is like a, a a theater thing. Every action in a play from the get go leads to the next action, and the reason why you are at the end of the play when you're there is because of every single thing that happened before it. And uh, writing must follow. It must mm-hmm. follow. And this, and it does so well. These animes that take, you know, the Dragon Ball Z that takes 13 episodes to have a single fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This that has mm-hmm. like three, epi- four episodes to have a, a, a volleyball And I match. think you can do that because the production is is not as expensive. It's as, as like a live action television show or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a gift mm-hmm. for the storytelling mm-hmm. for yeah. the writer. And well, and I think as far as storytelling, you you can go into so much more depth. Like, and and sometimes I think with anime, it can be too drawn out. Absolutely. Um, you know, as someone who is Yasha, yeah. Well, I was like, as someone who's watched the entirety of Naruto like four different times. Wow. Uh, wow. There's a lot of filler that is just unnecessary, mm-hmm. or even like, um, you know, e- even if if it is important, like I, there's this um, basketball anime. Uh, and manga that I don't quite there's there's two big ones and I don't remember which one it is but one of them one single game spans three volumes of a manga like wow. like what? one game like you can really go into depth with this um and you know it doesn't need to be that long who's to say there are people <laughs> who are like yes I want every single every single frame every single chapter of this yeah. I'm excited for and I want to be here that's a little too long for me <laughs> um but it really it's it's a form that is kind of built around action, right? Mm-hmm. It's a form that is about displaying action. Um, but if it if you only have action without narrative, without character development, without understanding side characters or villains or backstories mm-hmm. and stuff, then it's just action and it's not as fulfilling. But yeah. when you have uh, a form where you don't have, you know, physical actors and you can you can show a character at any point in their mm-hmm. lifetime and why that specific event that happened to them uh, is important to this specific moment. Mm-hmm. Then you have you can you can add weight to actions. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, to uh, like a, like three 
you know, volleys that go back and forth, mm-hmm. you can add a an emotional weight yes. for each of the person that touches that ball or even the people who are watching. Yeah. Well, and, and so going back to Tsukishima and the importance like of this episode specifically um, is so you – sorry, kind of backtracking a bit, but – um so you 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 have this character who's essentially just like yeah whatever like <laughs> you know and but the the second you uh you know he's he's almost high and mighty about it but the second you're like oh that was a good play he's he's immediately shuts it down of like oh I'm just kind of filling space till Hinata and Kagiyama you know mm-hmm. do their thing you know it's it's very it's this weird kind of dynamic and it's his one friend his childhood friend Yamaguchi who's his character himself is very um I wouldn't say meek, but um, definitely kind of stands in Tsukishima's shadow. And, you know, he'll, like, say mean things. He'll be like, haha, like, good one, Tsuki. Like, very much is just, like, his side hype man. Uh, of course. Um, yeah. And uh, kind of defends him on a lot of things. And there's this scene where he kind of, like, I believe they're, like, leaving a practice. And, you know, the rest of the team just keeps doing stuff. They're like, you know, practice is over. But they're like, oh, I want to try a few more things. And he's like, oh, what is the point of that? Like, practice you – know, he's, he's just, like, going on his usual tangent. And Yamaguchi, like, grabs him by the shirt and is like, will you care about something? Like, this wow. is old. Like, I'm over this. This obviously means a lot to you. Like, fucking care. Wow. And it's this <laughs> really shit. cool moment for him where you're like, oh, shit. Like, Damn. Yamaguchi <laughs> stepped up. <laughs> and, y- you know, you expect him to fight back on it. But all uh, Sugishima goes is like, when did you become so cool? Like, it's just kind of this <laughs> where he's like, yeah, you fucking stood up to me. And... So they're, they're training with some other teams. Um, and like I said, you really get to know some of the other teams. And he's talking to, um, there's these two characters who are like just two chuckle fucks, like just funny <sighs> characters. Um, that's me and Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's why I chuckle fucks. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Where did <laughs> you get that term? I wow. I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I love it. That I couldn't like tell you where my that came from. Would say. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, know. He I'm calls people soul, you know? Um But no, I mean, truly, like, no other way to describe them. But they're um, these two, uh, I believe, other captains like, of other teams who really try to take him under their wing. And he's like, no, they, they, they try to take uh, Tsuki under their wing. And he, he's just like, no. And, um, you know, after one of these, uh, like, trial practices, you know, with some of the other teams, he asks them, he's like, why do you care about volleyball so much? Like, how do you care about volleyball so much? And I believe it's a little before, a little after that conversation with Yamaguchi, where he's like, "Will you fucking care?" Mm-hmm. He's like, how, "Like, why do you care?" And you see a bit of that flashback. That's and um, one of the characters, Bokuto, um, uh, the one with kind of like the the gray and black hair, was like, "You know, there's this moment where you feel so a part of the team and you feel so accomplished." He's like, "That's when you start liking volleyball. Mm-hmm. Is when you feel like." You're doing it for you, and there's this moment where you're like, I belong on this team. He's like, that's when you'll care about volleyball. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, when he blocks uh, Ushiwaka and does it, and the entire crowd's like, who is he? Like, insane. Because this, this guy <laughs> that he blocks in the episode is unstoppable. He's unstoppable. His spike specifically yes. is unblockable yeah yes and the force of nature that team is they are the the summit they are the mountain they are the unstoppable team Mm -hmm. and you have these underdogs who (sighs) must stop them to continue and so you he has that moment that's why he does the block and he was like it was only one point you know he he has his, his mentality of like it was only one point 
out of 25 in the game. Mm-hmm. It was one block. It was one moment. And then he just starts screaming like, oh, all right, because he re- he realizes, yeah, no, like it is meaningless, whatever, it's a game. But he cared so much in that moment. And he, that, like, <laughs> and that he was it. the it moment. It felt big. Yes. Watching and, it, it yeah. was like, oh, I feel like he's never been excited in a yeah, game before. Yes. Yeah, and that's really, that's the first time you see that. And, you know, <laughs> that is the moment Bokuto was telling him about, like, once you feel that, you will be hooked. And that energy, like they were even saying before, like, you know, there was there was a specific block from the other team and they were like, ooh, like all of a sudden, like this is turning around, like mm-hmm. this is getting tough. <laughs> and then he does that block and it just complete, like he's excited, his team's excited, the crowd's excited. Mm-hmm. You know, his brother is so proud of him because he then did that move that he always envisioned his brother doing and it's in that moment too that he's like that entire vision i had of him i can actually be that person for myself that's great um and just is that person for the team it's self-fulfilling yeah Yeah. and so it's just such an exciting moment that the episode did really well in in making that us coming into no experience with the show at all making that moment very exciting the episode the episode built up this character to a point of like Oh, he's he's processing something here, and this is a big win for him. And this, yes. like, I didn't know it was such a dramatic character change necessarily while watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it did feel like a um, a very significant thing that everyone in the show recognized, and you as a viewer can recognize in that moment. And I felt I felt fucking thrilled. I yeah. was sweating. It was a treat. Well, and something I wanted to mention too in this exact moment. um, So this episode is called Halo Around the Moon. And uh, in that moment with the – when he hits that – when he blocks that spike, Mm -hmm. um, the song itself that is playing is called Halo Around the Moon. Ah. And um, two things. One, uh, Tsukishima – briefly translates to something involving the moon ah. and so he he is symbolically very much a moon character and he is the foil ah. of hinata who hinata there's so roughly bright. some some sun translation yeah, yeah, yeah. uh in his name so they, they are the sun hair. and the moon yeah, yeah he has the orange ah. hair he's literally a, a fireball an actual ray of sunshine <laughs> yeah. like he is a ray of sunshine character that's such a trope too yeah it's, an, it's a it's a fun trope to watch also. yes yes and so you have tsuki who is this moon character um and uh you know he he has this defining moment and halo around the moon is like a, a phrase or it 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 foreshadows a storm coming you know when when there is a halo around the moon it it means there's a you know there's a storm Uh, coming and you know with the show you you have tsuki the the moon of the team this halo around him the shining moment and the storm that follows is karasuno stepping up like the second that happens they are forced to be reckoned with yeah which is just so sick you know the levels that you know these (laughs) show writers and the creators can really just the the layers of it is. That's I just think dope. I think that's such a fun fact. Um, I I remember yeah. learning about moon halos in my uh, uh, class in at college. My my uh, what is it huh. called? Lenses and uh, oh, your optics optics class. class. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and like and it was just like ice crystals in the air. Mm-hmm. And I just googled it because I remember something about it. And uh, its radius is roughly uh, the length. The, its radius is roughly the length of an outstretched hand at arm's r- length. Mm-hmm. When you look up at the thing, you can like uh, uh, stretch your heart, uh, hand out, and around the moon, the halo will be the size of your 
hand. Yeah, that which is also like, the hand stretched out to the volleyball to block Bam. the ball. Oh, it is It is so many different so levels cool. of just, which I'm just like, fuck, like, how can you not be excited? Like, it's That's just great. so yeah. fun. It is so fun. And I just think <sighs> truly just such great storytelling, such great, just exciting. Even if you don't know all these things, it's just like fucking fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys really did enjoy it because I'm like, I find this is such an exciting moment with you know three previous seasons of like build up to this and being able to go into it blindly and just like fuck that was still really fun still like, rad. like yeah. you don't know why it's exciting but it is exciting and like it i don't know you it's just can't cool help but cheer the for extra them. stuff yeah yeah and what's interesting not knowing me stepping into this thinking this isn't going to be very technical. The mm-hmm. volleyball is going to be like tertiary. It was all volleyball. It was all yes. volleyball. I was like, oh, there's no drama between these characters that I like, or they, they do a really good job of layering it in. It's like, it's like a workplace television show Completely. where like you're there to see how these people are interacting in a vol, on a volleyball court, in a volleyball team. But you get to see, like, through that interaction, you're you're getting the story, which is a much more interesting story mm-hmm. than, like, I don't know, some of the family dramas you see or some, mm-hmm. a lot of really crappy American television. Yeah. You know? uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. I was not playing volleyball at this level in middle school. I can tell you that. <laughs> not, not a lot of people all. are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is wild. Yeah. I, li- I listen to a lot of um, sports podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. I listen to, like, two or three. Um and they, uh, it really made sense. A lot of that translated, a lot of that, like the way athletes think. Um, a lot of them are like interviews with, most of them are like female athletes. And the way they talk about the sport, the way they, they talk about like how they started when they were younger. Like I really definitely see that in, in this show. A lot of it seemed to translate for, mm-hmm. for the characters. Like, oh, this is very real. Like, the way that I mean, just seeing the way they portrayed Suki's perception of not only himself but of the the team, like he was always chasing perfection, like mm. a, a yes. competitor to the yes. extreme, and like wouldn't let himself have that moment mm-hmm. until he does. He finally achieved some goal that he really wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And it so so the. The real arc of the story is like, when did he set that goal for himself? When did he say, I want to block this guy? And they kind of show it in mm-hmm. the episode, yeah. but is that in an episode? Um, I I don't I don't think that's really in a specific episode. I I, I think leading up to this uh match, um, I almost said battle because I just kept saying <laughs> <Yeah. being> the <laughs> courageous warriors. Yeah. Um leading up to this match, um, they they are very much the 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 powerhouse they, they they are going up against a powerhouse um and you know you have you know characters like hinata and you know to, to an extent kageyama who's like um very ambitious of like we are going to go up against them and it you know even if we don't win we're going to learn so much about this you know but <laughs> that's but really we sweet. are going to win you know it's <laughs> yeah. like this very much excitement and you know tsuki's like well you know i can't beat him you know i can't you know I like him alone and I think this also like shows his thought process on a lot of things of rather than thinking us as a team he's like me as a player um he's like I can't beat him you know he's he's objectively better than me um he even says Kageyama and Hinata all the time he's like the weirdo duo he calls them a lot. yeah um he's like they they're better you know whatever um 
he's like, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to suddenly, you know, do this. He's like, I will do a couple blocks though. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I, again, like yeah. spite is this man's motivator, which I love and respect because spite is a huge motivator for me as well. But it's also, wow. it's also a flip from a, a, a negative to a positive. That mm-hmm. That is an optimistic mm-hmm. look of like, mm-hmm. I might fail, 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 fail. And I might not beat this guy, but I am going to succeed at yeah. like these yeah. two, like one or two very small times I will succeed. And mm-hmm. that's what... That's what like engages him in the game in a way that uh, uh, that he's like thinking about how he's going to achieve that and how mm-hmm. he's going to like yeah like uh, it's uh, a mental game for a lot of well pretty much any athlete right and he's he's playing it at a top level I think Kugiyama is that the Kageyama Kageyama he's also he ha- was having those thought processes too yes yes mm-hmm. well and I wanted to um, unless if you still have a train of thought with that I don't want no to go, go. yeah okay. <laughs> um. Kagayama, he did mention, or Tsukishima does make this off kind like comment of like, oh, like that's fit for a king or like like the true king. Mm. So Kagayama, um, and Hinata is the two main characters. Kagayama is almost like this young prodigy. Like he's extremely talented. He mm. is very skilled. He dedicates his life to this. Like he is very much like, I am going to be good at this. And um, when he was in middle school, um, he was very very hard on his team. He was very um, rigorous with them. He was unrelenting with them, very much like, why aren't you doing good? Why aren't you hitting my, you know? Damn. And to the point where he got this reputation of being known as the king because he was an absolute tyrant. Mm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, whereas Hinata hears him called the king. And Hinata, when he was in middle school, um, the the middle school he was at um, really didn't even have a volleyball team. He had to, like, (laughs) he had to convince his, like, all he, like, he saw the little giant playing and he's like, I'm going to do that. And he just, all he wants to do is play volleyball. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a real team to play with. So, like, he practices with, like, the, like, local, like, community, like, women's team. He'll practice with awesome. them. He'll convince his <laughs> basketball friends just to toss to him. Like, he really does not have that inherent skill, but he has an intense passion for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you first meet these two, or when these two first meet, it is uh, during a middle middle school game. They're actually playing against each other. Um, and, uh, you know, flash forward to high school, they end up on the same team. And they just butt heads immediately. <sighs> oh, because, of course. Because they, they have this previous beef. And as you see, like this, like, against, you know, across the court of like, <laughs> I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of the first season was them trying to figure out, like, how do we play without hating each other? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the the beginning of the show is uh the captains being like you're not allowed to play until you guys get along like literally like oh love like, that yeah like <laughs> literally they're, they're like you're not allowed to practice until you guys learn how to be civil with each other wow um and eventually it's they they take their um their differences um that really made it hard for them to play with each other um and they eventually find this uh joining of the two characters um where they can do these super fast quicks uh or like these you know these these quick moves um because you have kagiyama who um is just very technically very very good mm-hmm. um you know he can pinpoint accuracy toss his ball wherever it needs to go Damn. and he has such this high expectation of who can play with him that a lot of the times he's 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 so good but no one can play with him yeah um, because he's so impossible. Because he's 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 playing 
with his ideal player, which is himself. Which is himself. Um, and he again, volleyball is all boxing. about yeah. <laughs> volleyball is all about the connection. Yeah. So he 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 has all this raw talent and skill that he cannot place anywhere mm-hmm. until you have Kagi or until you have Hinata who has never really been on a real team before this has no you know inherent skill with this but he has such a level of trust for Kageyama that like when they start doing these quicks Kage or Hinata's eyes are closed he's not like he's simply purely trusting Kageyama to, to do what he needs to do so he's just like <laughs> But he's so fast, he's the only one who can keep up. And it's it's that moment where it's like this trust is then like, okay, this is how you make the team work. And then that is how yeah. this entire team comes together. Mm. Of, you know, you have these two who have this like crazy, you know, like awesome, you know, trick they can pull out that really helps them uh, gain some confidence and some skill. But um, the way they trust each other and build this bond with each other then goes to the entire team. And, you know, over the course of the series, you really Damn. see this level of trust. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, remember how I got this tangent. It, but. That's like, it's like deck building, Adam. Yeah, okay? I was, I was going <laughs> to turn to you, Lisa, and be like, Lisa, it's like podcasting. It's like what we have here. <laughs> when we first started podcasting, uh, Lisa was blindfolded the whole, whole time. time. She wow. couldn't, she could not see anything <laughs> I was that we just were talking trusting about. Adam Absolutely. Absolutely. Trust. on what trust. we were watching mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. I was I was uh I'm obviously the technical one you're obviously <laughs> the the you know fireball on the <laughs> so court so you you're Hinata and you're yeah. Kageyama mm-hmm. that's apparently that yeah yeah so, <laughs> I'm not I'm okay with that yeah I guess <laughs> you can I wish take I the could jump this high I think we've I think you've you think achieved it I think you can take that blindfold off <laughs> I wish I had I'm just miming it for who for you guys like your beanie down. Yeah, you're go. like, oh no, I like it better this way. <laughs> I can kind of see through it anyway. Oh, dang. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's like those building moments that that all leads to a championship team, and that's like when you get a new coach on a team. That's what they're talking about a lot mm-hmm. of times. New coach, new players is like, like the Bulls post that's, post Jordan and Pippen. It's uh, like we have to rebuild, and you know we're. They're still working on it. You're still working on it, Bulls. That's cool. That's what I was thinking is like this. You were mentioning earlier how you need like a lot of like different characters, different people who are very good at what they're doing and like fulfill this team thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about sports, but I think I watched some (laughs) of the Jordan documentary. And just what I know of the Bulls is that like all those people were characters and a half, but they like they like made a fucking team. They made a team. Yeah. Yeah. They had Mm -hmm. a good. I mean, just. Yeah, they had a great coach and they ended up working together really well. I mean, they all, you all bring something to the table and it sounds like, you know, it sounds like on this team, they all bring something to the table. You have two people, um, Suki and Kageyama. <laughs> Am I Suki getting it right? And Hinata? No, no, no. no. Oh. The other one who, who have a really technical understanding of uh, the yeah. game. Sukishima and Kageyama have a very oh. technical understanding yeah. of the game. And, also kind of the psychology of the players and and the bigger picture look of it and Hinata who is just such an athletic player I mean Mm -hmm. you're gonna always have a player that or multiple players who are just really physical Mm -hmm. and can get a job done essentially Mm -hmm. sounds like Hinata is that character you know even if he can't serve very well it sounds like he can't serve or um, like he he still very much has his weaknesses like he's not a perfect character if if anything he's good at two things and then everything else they're like 
<laughs> but, it's, but then he brings this this personality and this sunshine to the team yeah. too. That same character, if mm-hmm. if he had the traits of of Suki, it's like get yeah. off the team. Get, no, <laughs> you know? well, it, and it, it's funny too. You mentioned like the the technicality of things. Like there's this moment where. Um, you know, he, he, he will just have these incredible plays just based on like the, the blind trust of his other, you know, teammates. And, you know, a very technical character like Kageyama will be like, explain to me how you just did that. Yeah. And Kageyama or Hinata literally in the show is like, well, I just went, wah, and like, wah, like he just, he literally explains it like that. And he's like, you know what I mean? And they're like, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> they're like, what, what is, wah? like, he's like, you go, wah, and like, hmm, and like, it's just, it's That's so fantastic. funny because he's, he's like, very I observant can... of the physicalities of the people around him yeah. to the point where he can like just yeah like um, to me he's a he's a very intuitive character yeah. and a yeah. very intuitive player where it's like you can't really explain it it's just it's, it's a feeling you follow whereas you have very very technical um detail oriented players who are like i need to map out exactly how this happened and be very strategic about yeah. it. Um, I feel like, and you need all of that. I feel to have like a good team. I could team. talk about any sport now using these players as references. I feel yes. like I can now yeah. understand almost oh, that's, any. Jordan sport. is the Suki of the team. Jordan <laughs> yeah. is the Suki. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Well, that's the extent of my Bulls knowledge. But <laughs> well, and let me hold on. Let me pull up a little list of the Karasuno team because um, they're is hold on because I, I i think as far as um players on a team they really do a very good job of having a dynamic team um mm. of you know you you have the mix of technical you have the mix of intuitive you know you have um the strategy players you have the support characters like i i think in general um you know, this, the, the Karasuno team and honestly just the, the teams in general in Haikyuu. Um, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. Like I, I think in that way they're all very developed. Um, and also through the lens of just anime. Um, in a typical shonen or like, uh, uh, an anime like this, there are typical roles characters will fall into. Um, you know, like you, you have, um, you know, like the, the Captain Daichi, who is like the dad character. Like he is very much, they'll be like, he's the stern one who's like, you guys need to get this shit done. Mm. Like go, like, like, oh, like, haha, that's cool. Go run six laps now. Like he is the dad Amazing. character. And then, you know, you have, and I just want to like show you the archetypes. Guys. You have your archetypes. Yes. That yeah. You have the archetypes that you have, like, you have your rogue. You have your face. Yes. You have your tank. Yeah. <laughs> the 18? The eighteen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, like truly, yeah. So, like yeah, like you, you have the dad character, you have you know Sugawara, who's the mom character, and then you know you have like the goofy comedic relief of like the the guy with the shaved head uh, Tanaka, who just is like girl crazy and like is doing everything <laughs> just to be like any ah. good play he does, he like rips his shirt off. He's like, did you see that Kyoko? Like just like a very funny and like even Nishinoya who's like the really short, another short one with a little blonde in front. Mm. Um, also like a very comedic very character. Bird, he got the dig in the beginning, right? Look. Yes. He, oh, got, he got that that point where they they it was a technique or some some strategy they'd practiced where they would they would make the <sighs> The spike, they would block it so that the spike had to go right to him, essentially. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, and that's one of the strategies they had, um, cause he's the, I forget how to pronounce it, Libero. I don't know. Just Libero. This, yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn. and essentially they're like these, 
hits are like the the force behind these are so hard to block but if we can soften it a bit and then it has to go to him like and you can even see that's a softened hit and he's still blocking with his entire yeah. body mm -hmm. like oh yeah essentially diggers like, get down it's yeah whew. yeah and it's impressive because um, they have to like know where it's gonna be yes yeah and even you know if he can't hit it exactly he's like his entire body is the shield essentially and as uh. long as he like if he as long as he keeps it in play, that's what it is. Like that's he doesn't have to put it anywhere. He just has to keep it keep in it in play, the court. keep mm -hmm. it in, on the court. Yeah, mm -hmm. like like he and him specifically as a character is like use your face if you have to, but that mm -hmm. ball is gonna stay in play. <laughs> um, which Amazing. I just find very impressive. What a brute! Just, yeah, and I just. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know, just across the board, all these archetypes, even with, you know, Tsukishima being the kind of cool, calculated one who eventually, you know, you realize has his heart of gold. Um, you know, like, I, I just think that the archetypes that are really, um, I think, check the boxes of a typical group dynamic and even specifically like in a uh, shonen anime of like, okay, you have this character who fulfills, you know, this part, but they're still just so fun and so developed that they... They fulfill those roles, but they are more than just those roles. Yeah, they're not character caricatures. Yeah, they're not. Um, mm -hmm. they're not just a characterization. Mm -hmm. They're there's they're steps. They're real people. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's hard to do, especially like on an. I mean, it's hard to do on an animated show or like on any show. Really, it's it's because they have such a long span of time they're working in. We're talking about three seasons mm -hmm. and it's all still the first year. Mm -hmm. And if this was Dawson's Creek, <laughs> season one would be their first year of high school. Mm -hmm. yep. And then by the time you get to season four, it's like, are they all going to the same college or what? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. So so that might be like a, a, an interesting difference between the Western and the Eastern. Uh, or maybe it's just anime and live action storytelling is when we see live action storytelling a lot of the time, historically, it's uh, people change over time. And mm -hmm. so we must in order to see a character change, we must have time progress. Whereas in these animes, people change over time. They were already people. And this right now, what we're watching is the moment of change. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we will go back to what they were before and give context to, but we are going to watch them yeah. change now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's so much more rewarding. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think too, with things like live action is whether you're ready to or not, sometimes the plot just has to progress because the characters and that the actors are changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas you, you have the liberty of taking your time. And even like we're saying, like you can draw this shit out True. really just because, <sighs> you know, you don't have to, you know, like fight a kid the can stay a kid for, mm -hmm. uh, as we see in The Simpsons, 20 something. 20 yeah. 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Simpsons. Like, yeah. great Ash, example. Ash Ketchum, you Ash are 12. Ketchum. How long have you been 12? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you have the power of that. And, you know, sometimes it, you know, can be very drawn out of like, God, like, can we please just. Uh, reach 13th birthday. Um, you know, but there are other times where you can really use it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, I have a quiz for y'all on, awesome. on volleyball. And what you've talked about already, the, the lingo that you two have dropped already, uh -huh. uh, I feel like my quiz might fall short Ooh, of y'all's I'm worried. I pulled it all out my ass. I think, so. that, I think she had more lingo than I did. I, I have I have five questions and okay. one bonus question. Ooh, okay. Oh boy! Um, All right. I don't um, have a buzzer. Okay. Uh, I just I say, to put one in. I want a follow up quiz of 
Finding out which high Q character are you? Oh, I would love us ooh, to take one of them. Hell yeah, that'd be great. Um, if you want to find one yeah. real quick, we we can we can take we can, that time. We can take that time. Like, there's nothing more anime than taking a quiz to find out which character you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess just answer as quickly as you can because we don't really have any buzzers. We okay. don't. We can do. You can. We can hit this button here. I think. No. That one. That if one? you, uh, we'll both reach for D. Okay. You both reach for D. Well, you got some obstacles in the way right now. Yeah. Well. Damn. Cool. Uh. Okay. Is that? Is this, do does this feel fair? comfortable to you? I think so. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put this down. Okay. So, so quiz question number one. Starting out a little easy. Uh, what are the maximum hits per side? Maximum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the badumch? Maximum hits per side, is isn't that, it is one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it not one? Uh, that is not the correct answer. I'll pass <laughs> it on to maximum hits I per side. I want to say it's three or five. Oh, interesting. Could you decide on one of those? Three, because it's my favorite number. Three yeah. is the answer. Uh, three oh, people. Three wow. Like each time the ball goes over the net, three people can hit it. Yeah. Um, and then it has to go back over which the question number two which of these are not a volleyball violation a stepping on the line of a serve b failure to serve the ball over the net c carrying the ball when serving d playing the ball off the net what's the question (laughs) which of these are not a violation in volleyball I want to say the last one. Correct. Playing the ball off the net. It's usually like a, I think especially in, in high cue, it's usually like a, it touches the net and it's like, oh, this is our only chance. Mm-hmm. So you, can, you can't. If one. the ball hits yeah. the net, you can still hit that ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. But if it hits the net and you don't hit it and it hits the floor, then it's a point then for, it's a point for yeah. you, right? Or no. uh, for the other, the other team. team. Yeah. Other if team. it, if it. If it hits the net, it is still playable. When it hits the floor, that is considered a point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number three. This is a true or false. There are two places on a player's body they may not contact the ball with. True or false? True. Oh, that's not the correct false. answer. It is Damn. false. Damn. Y- I think y- you can technically hit it anywhere. You can hit it anywhere. Anywhere? Anywhere. Yeah, we like, did see one of the guys hit, kicked it with his he foot. Kicked it with his foot. Yeah. You can do that. You can do that, Lisa. You can have lots, lots of headbutting in the show. Mm. They will. Mm. I love a good headbutt. Yeah. Of uh, 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 Question number four. Lisa, this might be your chance. I'm out. This might be your <laughs> chance to pull back any semblance of points. <laughs> the show's all about the underdog. You, you can still oh, You boy. got this. Yeah. Right. Okay, Book. you ready for this? Is it true or false? The ball must be round. Real stumper, isn't it? <laughs> what? True or false? In what the ball world must is it be not round. round? All right, I'm just going to go for it. True. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All the right. audience loves you. The audience okay. loves that. So there's, it, we're you have three. Mm-hmm. I have one. Mm-hmm. There's one more question and a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a uh, essay question, sort of. I'm, uh, I'm not giving I'm you. Word I'm math? not giving you the answer. Um, uh, so it would be a multiple choice, but I don't. I didn't give you multiple choices. Mm. Question number five: What is the result of a penalty? In volleyball, what is the result of a penalty? Uh, the other team gets the ball. Yeah. Uh, no. <sighs> Not necessarily. The- 
You were so close. Oh, very close. You, you very gave close. me a chance you got this? to take it. Do you have this? Go for it if you have it. The other team gets a point. Yes, that's uh, the thing. Mm-hmm. Other team gets a point. My uh, actually immediate answer was uh, execution. Ah, uh, uh, that's a good answer too. That <laughs> is a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that for sure. Uh-huh. Fuck. Damn. Well, well, I mean, I'm out. But definitely out. ask the bonus question. Yeah, I have a bonus question. Yeah. Uh, true or false? Uh, this one's a, a toughie. True or false? A back row player may not attack a ball in the front zone while it is completely above the net. Um, that one I don't know. I'm gonna say false. That's incorrect. Oh, it's true, true, which is interesting. I brought this one to the table because I'm pretty sure that's what what's his face does. He Hinata? runs from the back. Yeah, but the ball front. when he gets it isn't it below the net? Am I wrong? Was it below? Oh, the net you when know he hits what? It? You know what I think it is. Is I think um. Maybe attacking know, that the ball. Make sense either. What's attacking the ball? Uh, well, maybe it's because he's middle. Locker. He was back row at that point. He was serving. Oh, he was serving, and then he ran to the front. But the I, was so, I was so focused on the sparkle in the It was eye. already. Know, right? It was like the third volley at that point, though, right? So, so, so you're not attacking the ball if it's the third volley. It's it's a hit, not an attack. Oh. Is attacking the ball maybe? Maybe the first hit on the ball? I think it was set to him. But it was still in the front, very front. So either this um, uh, rules is not the rules that they're using, uh, this specific rule. Well, Mm. okay, I guess this kind of makes sense. Um, Now I'm like really trying to actually remember like the (laughs) technicality of like this (laughs) animation. Um, I know like there was a couple, and again, like I only know this because of episodes, like Mm -hmm. where Hinata would get really excited and he would come to the front try to do it, and he kept running into the other players, and they're like, "Bro, you're in the back, like you need to stay back there." (laughs) So I guess it makes sense, but now I'm trying to think of actual games where this is happening, and I'm like, Mm. I know I was just. I don't remember. I blacked out. I just wanted them to win. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you smoked me. Uh, wow. I kind of yeah. thought that was going to happen. That first one was easy. Yeah. I should have got it. That's, I'm disappointed in myself. It's it's about the love of the game. <laughs> it um, is about the love of the game. You uh, you have a really good understanding of storytelling. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just love, like, human experience and human... Uh, I, I honestly just the experience and I, I that's why I love storytelling is to see other people's experiences and like the way it can be told and I just think there are so many layers to it that you can have to make it more interesting or more um, complex and I just I love storytelling I always have um, it's very human I think like yeah. the, the reason storytelling is, has become so I mean, it's it's survived a lot mm-hmm. it, it, throughout history. I mean, it we're is, talking about cave paintings. It's, oh, you know? yeah. I mean, it is the basis of communication. We communicated in order to mm-hmm. tell story, almost. Mm-hmm. In or, like, conveying yeah. information is conveying experience, and mm-hmm. experience is a story. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think, like, it is a very human feeling to just want to be understood and mm-hmm. to be – to connect to other people and to understand them. And I just think storytelling so neat. I just think it's so wonderful, um, especially when it's done by very passionate people. Mm. Um, I just think it's wonderful. And especially when it inspires passion. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah, and I and I just like I love passion. I'm passionate Mm. about many things, and when I start (laughs) talking about it, I can't stop. Hell yeah! Um, Which is also like, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. I like doing our first anime too. Yes, and I I I hope I do it justice, and (laughs) um, I I hope this opens up. the possibility of other people watching anime who wouldn't think to do it previously. Um, I just think it's a wonderful medium and uh, deserves more Mm -hmm. um, from the Western crowd. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I was really into it in high school too. Mm -hmm. And what do you like watching? I was... I'm older I've than seen you. many. Um, I've seen a lot of old ones. Yeah. So Cowboy Bebop was on, uh-huh. like Cartoon Network at the time. I watched Dragon Ball Z, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Trigun was huge, kind I of at the time. Um, In Yasha, were you watching? That? Oh yeah, a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, what's the one? I read the mangas for um, Fruit Fruits Basket. F- Fruits Basket. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the little zodiacs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that one's. Is that a shoujin or? Um, so Fruits Basket would be um, a shoujo, shoujo um, which yeah. is uh, just geared towards young girls and women. Um, yeah. Like shonen is a very, very popular, I- I'd say like the the biggest genre as far as uh, in, in the realm of uh, most popular anime, it is typically a shonen. Um, yeah. And when you think of the big three um, anime, it used to be oh. uh, One Piece, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Like those were the, Absolutely, the, yeah. the big hitters. Um, and I think the anime that is regarded in the best light is typically a shonen, whereas something like a shoujo, which, um, you know, deals more with, um, you know, like uh, like magical girls is a very popular trope uh, for shoujo. Um, that is typically not taken as seriously. Um, and the anime I'm specifically thinking of is there's one uh, Madoka Magica. Um, that is a magical girl anime that starts off very cutesy. You know, you have these five high school girls who, you know, become witch or they, they get these magical girl powers that very quickly becomes very dark and they realize they sell these souls to this creature and, you know, they, they can get corrupted and become these like monstrous witches and these, these, these big horrible things they're fighting. They realize were previous magical girls who were corrupted. You know, it's a very, very dark and has one of my, favorite story tropes which is uh like doomed timelines and uh <laughs> or like like time oh, like cool like the, right. there's this character hamura who uh her power is with time travel and she is essentially she repeats this doomed timeline over and over and over again trying to save the main character uh they are in love oh by the way wow. uh whether it's canon or not um <laughs> she's in love with her um but um, anyways, uh, a very, very wonderful uh, anime that I just think gets – doesn't get the credit it deserves yeah. because it's seen as like a silly, you know, show for girls. Yeah. Um, which is something I'd like to see uh, more change in uh, with anime. Because even like I, I love something like Haikyuu. Um, I – it is one of my favorite anime. I think it's so fun. I would love to see something of this caliber, caliber with a uh, female cast. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's it's really a bummer because there's so many great things about anime, but then there's like the, the dark side of any big media where it's, you know, they want to cater with the fan service. Mm. And, 
you know, typically women in anime are, you know. Well, there's the trope of, like, having enormous, ridiculous tits. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. huge, huge bazonkas, you know, and that's kind of all they are. And um, I would love to see uh, more of that. And I I think in the past couple years, I have fallen away. Not more of tits, Adam. No, more 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 strong female characters. More More strong, independent tits. Yeah, and not to say a character is lesser than because of that. I would just love to see them have something besides besides that yeah mm-hmm. you know like i i feel like typically if there is like a female character um who is well developed it is essentially uh i don't know it's still developed from like a, a male's gaze or like a For male sure. writer's perspective um yeah and something i love about full male alchemist is it is written by a woman mm-hmm. um and oh, the women in the reads. show is yeah yes. that reads and I, I i um started watching anime when i was like six or seven like the Jeez. first show i remember watching was i had sailor moon on vhs yeah oh yeah and card sailor captor moon. sakura oh i love that show dragon ball z like those are the yeah. three things i watched as a kid and then i got to middle school and i started watching naruto mm-hmm. and um i just essentially my entire life that is the media <laughs> i have consumed like i didn't watch a lot of television i didn't watch a lot of like western shows um and i like my my friend group was very into anime and so like i it really wasn't until i was about 20 um and i was kind of you know making new friends in adulthood and i was like i missed out on so many they'd be like oh have you seen remember this show and i'm like no 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 um no, I didn't, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't wow. catch that one. Um, it's, it, it's, I mean, you're kind of, uh, you and I, uh, I think, are same age about. Um, mm-hmm. we, we grew up in a time where, uh, we could, um, and especially people growing up with the internet, um, being as accessible mm. and as yeah. widely It was really difficult for me to can, access anime. Your, yes. Your, and your manga. Yeah, you had to, narrow, like, hunt down. No crunchy You had to go to the mm-hmm. bookstore in order to get any manga. You didn't, you yeah. couldn't, you couldn't, like, spend all night reading, like, eight books of it. You, you yeah. like, mm-hmm. but that's what we could do. We could yeah. watch seasons and seasons and seasons all mm-hmm. on like at once. And you could, you could exclusively sit in a realm of a specific uh, format. And I think mm-hmm. uh, now with so much access to so many things, it's understandable that so many people have their um, uh, realms that they uh, live in and don't, expand out of it because there's a whole world within just yeah. a single kind of mm-hmm. like like oh, yeah. genre there's mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole like you could go a whole lifetime only taking that in and still yeah have i thus far stories. have <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um wait what was the first show that like broke your anime sort of exclusivity you know like what did you watch that wasn't anime um that you love this is okay. This is I, I. I don't know. This this is like the true answer of like I. I don't even know why I started watching this show, but um, True Detectives oh. was the first show I watched. Where that's I was like, an I, awesome choice. Awesome. Holy shit! Well, then I think this was like holy shit. I just thought it was such a compelling storyline, yeah. and I never watched the second or third season. I really only watched mm. the first one, but that one mm. as a standalone was just, it, as a I was so blown away yeah. by that show. Um, I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Um, 
Or, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there's some other show. I grew up uh, on Tumblr. <laughs> Who didn't? If you can't tell uh, about the everything about me. I, I grew mm-hmm. up on Tumblr. Um, and so, you know, I did watch um, Sherlock I was very into. Ah. I felt so smart watching Sherlock. Um, yeah. I really liked that show a lot. Um, uh, I think there's many bad things about growing up on the internet. Uh, I think most <laughs> of it's very harmful. Uh, exposed yes. to many things way too young. But yeah, something absolutely. that's really nice uh, growing up on the internet and growing up... Um, on Tumblr, really, like, uh, my blog just turned 12 years old, by the way. Wow. My blog is almost a teenager. Wow. That's insane. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, I was like 13 or 14 when I started my blog. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, like you're half, almost half 13. Wow. Yeah, but. Um, it can start its own blogs. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> if you so choose. It, 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 if it so chooses. Yeah. Um, I, because then I, and I had like, I had an anime blog. Um, yeah. And like my main like my my artsy blog and then i had my anime blog mm-hmm. um but something with fandoms in general is something i'm so thankful for of growing up with where you had this group of people who um kind of similar to what we're doing now wanted to analyze the characters <laughs> yeah. wanted to talk about the plot like growing up with fandom i feel so lucky for and i think um a lot of it again it's not perfect there's definitely dark sides to it and like um over demanding audiences like i I think even uh with uh critical role we see a lot of the dark side of fandom who Mm. becomes very like you must cater to us and you must do this and like you know creators who are like this isn't like this is for you but like it's for me yeah you know so there's a dark sides to it but i think it was so nice growing up with that um and uh anime fandoms being so big like a lot of it was analysis on you know, what are these characters like? How do I see myself in these characters? And something I really enjoyed growing up with fandom is, like, um, there was a lot of, like, queer communities who was, like, you know, um, I, you know, headcanon this character. You know, I see a lot of myself in this character or, you know, these things about this character um, I relate to with these experiences. And, you know, a lot of it, um, there are anime that it's very queer baited, um, where it's like, it's gonna happen. And then they're like, oh, yeah. nope, never mind. Yeah. Or they're queer coded or things like that. Um, and I just really enjoyed the aspect of fandom that analyzed those things. Um, it's really interesting. And it's really interesting. Yeah. And like, I think this is a very eloquent way of being like, I loved being 13 and like writing fan fiction. Like, just being like, you know, <laughs> oh being my like, God, I wish you had some. I wish you had some to read right now. Oh my God. <laughs> you can't. Oh my God. I will God. not allow it. Damn it. I will not allow it. Yeah, that's Damn it. Uh, hit me up on Archive of Our Own. If, if, if you know, you know. But uh, if you don't, <laughs> block it. Uh, but um, I don't know. I just think it's so nice. Um, like with fandoms and like being able to take these mediums that you really enjoy and be like, man, I would have loved to see this happen. And then actually writing it out to be like, man, what if this happened? Or yeah. like, yeah. you know, what if, you know, especially something like Game of Thrones where you're like, I'm so disappointed by this direction. Like, this is how I wish it went. Like, I just think it's really fun to, as an audience member, be able to be like, this was really fun. I'd like to see it in this direction or like being able to shape and mold it how you'd like and share it. With yeah. the community who's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, that's a really cool take on it. That's, or like, ooh, that's a that's a take, you know? <laughs> you you, you, you uh, uh, juxtaposed that with um, uh, the kind of fan response of we want this out of the media. Give it to us. Mm-hmm. But I think there is that that's like a, a very uh, big juxtaposition that's in uh, our our culture right now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is gendered uh, and uh, like like 
like it's sort of a feminine and queer space mm-hmm. is taking a story, making it your own, writing your own story mm-hmm. out of it and being creative in that sense, not having like having ownership over the narrative in a way that like you can you can uh, uh, live in it in the way you wish to live in it. Yes, Whereas, and feel represented by it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's this there's a huge portion of people the the I don't want to like jump down the the Snyder cut rabbit hole, but these people <laughs> who are like who are like, hey, uh, we deserve the uh, the perspective. That we want, we want the actual product to be the perspective that we have, mm-hmm. and we yeah. want you to change your product to be our. Well, it's like, there's definitely thing. like there's a really rich and sexist audience in America. Yeah, <laughs> a rich, racist, sexist, and mm-hmm. homophobic and transphobic audience in America that uh, that a lot of these big media companies cater to, and it's, yeah. That's exactly why you get fandom like that. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate that that's, you know, the audience they cater to. And, you know, I think something with fandom or, like, even, like, I know I was joking about, like, fan fiction earlier, which is, like, a typically, like, seen as, like, a young girl, you know, writing these, you know, things. But Well, until you get Fifty Shades of Grey out of that. Yeah, until you get Mm -hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey or even, like, there's this Netflix movie that came out recently that was literally just Harry or uh, Harry Styles fan fiction on Wattpad that they made in like they <gasps> really yeah amazing I, 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 wow. what I'll have the to see fuck? which one it is but like truly like <laughs> it's just this like use of media but I I'm getting sidetracked like I I think so many things are written from this male gaze and this male perspective that when you have like a fandom where it's like okay this was such a fun plot it's just if it was written from this perspective it could be seen so differently or um yeah. i mean what you're talking about is more of a global writer's room mm-hmm. than what what you can get out of an actual writer's room yeah it, it when, kinda, and it's it there's kinda, some really interesting stories on mm-hmm. on archive of our own there's yeah. some great stuff there it, it's, yeah it, it goes back to the uh, um the like what we hold up as the i iconic uh story is mm-hmm. a very male um center story the the whole uh, uh hero's journey thing mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. written by a man a white man and mm-hmm. his perspective on how a journey should be set and how we should uh, uh develop that so it's it's both structural and uh mm-hmm. within it, it's just so many uh people uh so many of the same kinds of people are the ones who get to have their stories heard mm-hmm. so frequently mm-hmm. yeah and i'm i'm guarantee you there's tons of nerds out there who are writing their own fan fiction and that will eventually end up in writer's room. Mm-hmm. And I think the comic book fandom, the not not the like Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom, but the comic book fandom mm-hmm. itself has mm-hmm. a lot of that too, where a lot of those people are really big fans of those characters. And I think comic books and comic book storylines are arguably just fandom, just fan fiction. So many iterations. The authors get to, yeah, get to say, like, okay, I love this character, Spider-Man. This is how I'm going to write Spider-Man. Yeah. This is what I'm going to make it. I mean, you see it in even fucking Hollywood movies nowadays. Everyone who's writing any movie is a person who was a fan of that series back in the- Growing up with it. Growing up with it. You know? Yeah. Like, anyone, like- None of the people basically who who were working on the original things save like 
Halloween are back doing that um, uh, thing. It's all no, the people who, d- who are retelling uh, it. There's, there's a reiteration of Halloween and they worked with like Jamie Lee Curtis again yeah. in the same. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. that is like those people that Danny McBride was a huge fan and was oh, like, Danny I'm going to read the Danny new Halloween? McBride oh my did the God. new Halloween movies. That's wild. And was like, I love these movies. I want to bring them back. I'm going to scratch all of the, mm-hmm. everything after like the first or second film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And brought back uh, J.B. Lee Curtis, the original Scream, scream Queen, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So it is cyclical so, and it is, and it is all just fan yeah. fiction, right? Well, and, and it's, it's all fan It's fiction. so exciting to seeing the creators come from that point. Because, again, it is historically um, a, you know, boys club of, you know, you got to know someone. And, you know, now that it's becoming... You know these young fanboys and fangirls. Uh, these, these just these young fans, fans. who yeah. who grew up with it, um, and you know they pursue. You know they they pursue the careers they pursue because of these very specific niche interests in their childhood, and then being able to be a part of that creation team as an. I just think that's so fun, and I think it's so exciting. That we are seeing more of that. And even something like I'm thinking of like Into the Spider-Verse where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah. God, what a fucking phenomenal piece of <laughs> media. Like, Amazing. God, yeah. it's the stories, Amazing. the characters, yeah. the animation itself. Holy shit. I can go off for hours about the Absolutely. different styles of animation in that movie alone. Yeah. It's just so cool because it's it's definitely a product of love and labor of love from, you know, a group of people who grew up loving it and want to see more of themselves or just see something different with it. That's, yeah. um, I mean, the uh, it's kind of the reason why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Like, I mean, through high school, I was listening to podcasts and stuff. I was listening mm-hmm. to people tell stories and like personal real stories, events. I was listening to people react to shows. Yeah. Adam to has been a... A lifetime intellectual. I've been well, I've been a lifetime uh, listener of audio because I can't focus on a fucking still page that long. Uh, it's it's like or like uh, books on tape. Uh, it's I love listening to people talk, and I always wanted to do that as well. And so having this is like a dream come true of just yeah. being able to like, oh, shit. record That's and put it out. Cute. And it's so exciting wonderful. to find people who want to do that too. Yeah. Well, and I I find this so exciting and i like remember being younger i wanted my like i love video essays on youtube i mm-hmm. love i'm i'm just recently getting more into podcast i um just youtube is like my go-to way to consume any form of media right. and i used to so badly i wanted my own anime reviews channel so bad oh, yeah. Yeah. i had all these yeah. like intense thoughts and feelings but like this was like 10 years ago, which doesn't seem too long ago. Like, you know, being it was a six- much harder producing something like yeah. that. Oh, well, yeah. Well, especially like, you know, it's, it's funny because now I'm just like, yeah, like imagine like a 16 year old girl with like, like a TikTok channel of like, you know, oh, this is like, you know, really cool thoughts on anime. Like it, it doesn't seem like, you know, out of the ordinary, but like when I was 10 years ago, you know, being a 16 year old on YouTube, yeah. being a young girl talking about anime that was so male dominated, I was I was so scared of being yeah. just torn All apart. The trolls. And I remember even before I hosted a panel on Naruto about an anime convention, I literally for hours would like check all these facts and like i really studied the show inside and out because i was so ready for these uh you know male nerds who were ready to be like you're not taking like you don't know what you're talking i was so ready to be like i know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i i am 
ready to speak about this. I am on the same level as you. I was so I had to be so prepared. I was ready. I was so ready to be attacked. On the defensive, so much work you have to put in just to feel like you're uh, just have a seat at the table. Yeah, just to be yeah, be able to talk about it. Yeah, I I had to know the ins and outs of like I was like I can fucking tell you Sasuke's favorite food is a tomato. Don't fucking try me. Like I know the ins and outs of this show. (laughs) That Um, is don't fucking try her. Every random little small fact. I feel like I had to know. I I feel like I had to be ready to defend my care for the show and yeah. on one hand it's like super fucking cool that you did that and really impressive and on the other hand it just sucks that you that it sounds like it was a psychological toll it took. well it, it became a chore it became yeah. like a you know and i feel like that's something i kind of a reason why i fell away from anime mm-hmm. is because i wanted to have these discussions but i felt like to be taken seriously or have a seat at the table like I just, it had to become... It becomes a social justice fight you have to yeah, have every at, fucking at, time. At that point, I was like, I, you know, I just don't really have much anyone to talk to you about this now. Mm-hmm. About, like, without having, you know, besides in my own, you know, personal bubble of, like, my friends who were, you know, all very into it. Anything outside of that, I just feel like I couldn't discuss it without being, a t- like, I had to prepare for an attack on it. And a part of me is thankful because then I feel like I became so... Uh, analytical of these shows which you know now I can sit here and I feel like I have all these thoughts and opinions <laughs> on any anime I watch and I feel like it was very rewarding to me in the end but like also like it really steered me away from it for like a, a long time yeah mm-hmm. wow. and that sucks but at least it seems like you can still enjoy oh yeah and the medium mm-hmm. and like nice. yeah it, we can watch a fucking random episode yeah. I mean, a very good episode yeah. but a random episode yeah and, and, great choice and just be like thank yeah. you thank you yeah <laughs> yeah, um, no, I I was so excited because I there was a couple anime I was flipping through of like oh, should we do this one this one and mm-hmm. I was like these just aren't good examples of the show and I remember <sighs> finally stumbling on Haikyuu and I was like oh fuck I was like this is not just a episode this is the episode mm-hmm. to randomly jump into yeah, so, yeah. very excited to um be able to explore that one. It was it was a delight yeah. being able to Thank explore. You. Yeah. I have we one should... last question. Oh, um, I forgot. I was gonna send you guys uh, and the quiz. quiz. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I just texted you the quiz. Oh, hell yeah. Um. If you can send it over to Lisa. <laughs> yeah, can do. Um. Oh, oh. I'm like, this is ten questions. Should be easy. Mm-hmm. I have taken many of these, and I virtually get the same character every time. So I I have a feeling I know what I'm gonna get. Um taking the quiz now um, yeah all right take an animal mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> hmm who is this guy did you get your results <laughs> yeah who is it let me see hmm <laughs> Oh, here, Asahi. See, he's um, he's actually the ace of Karasuno. Um, he yeah. is, yes, he is a. He's one of the third years, so it's like his final year. He's like oh, the gentle shit. giant. Like everyone's very intimidated by him. He's very tall. He can grow facial hair, so he's scary. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but he is like an absolute teddy bear, like a total sweetheart. Oh and a negative um, Nancy. That's so me. He's he's very like critical of himself, and like he actually uh, when he. Uh, the previous year, when he was a second year, um, he got blocked. Every single hit he made was blocked by Ushiwaka. And he actually oh. quit the team. He quit the team because he was so defeated by Damn. it. Wow. And, like uh, me. the, the, you know, I'm like, <laughs> the same. Um, the, the, 
you know, leading up to uh, before like the season one starts um, was the um, one of the the second years uh, Nishinoya um, and the the other two third years convincing him to join the team again. But he wow. was so yeah, I he's he's a huge sweetheart. Um, um, my result yes is Nishinoya. <gasps> Rolling thunder. Rolling thunder. Ooh, well, amazing. then you guys very much balance each other out. They they are a <laughs> they are a uh, a two characters very much grouped together. Um, you know, it is it is the quiet giant and the the loud the Chihuahua syndrome uh-huh, of like uh-huh. I am small but I will take up the space. <laughs> yep. Um, they're very much two characters that. <laughs> Um, balance each other out. So it's very, very fitting. You guys are wow. still a a team like I'm the quiet dynamic. giant. You're in the this? quiet giant, and I'm the I'm the crazy loud. Joy. Yeah, love that. <laughs> right. Also, that- it says also one of the only straights on the team, but works it in an adorable way. Yeah, that is also yeah very much. I think something I enjoy about fandom is like. In general media, it is like you are straight until proven gay, whereas yeah. in fandom, it, yeah. you are gay until proven straight. And I even mean, if you are straight, not always. I mean... At least bisexual. Every yeah. look, every fucking look in yeah. any anime, you're like, yeah. they should just kiss. Right? Well, yeah. which is also, I think, um, with uh, like uh, male writing, is it's like, especially something like a rivalry. There is something so homoerotic about a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, you know, until you take it into, uh, you know, an emotional aspect that's like, yeah, you know, we are eternal rivals. And I'm like, then kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't just, know. Just like, smush your face. Like, together. there yeah. is nothing also more homoerotic than like a rivalry like Naruto and Sasuke. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but also the worst ending. I'm like, they both end up with women. You sure. <laughs> Wow. Sure? So that's what that's you're here lie. for. I love that. There was a I'm, moment I between. I am here for the gay agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to uh, corrupt. Uh, love that. And make everything Perfect. gay. Wait, yeah. Who did well, you get? I'm I'm on question nine. Hold okay. on. Uh, um, I have a feeling I'll get Oikawa, though, because that's who I tend to get. Um, mm. How do I improve at a skill? Um, We're on the edge of our seats. Great job. We're a team. That uh, makes sense. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I do think you're the, the, I got my note in improv class yesterday was to choose more positive characters or my challenge was to yeah. be a more positive character. Yeah. I did get Oikawa. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, it says, um, if you're Oikawa, you're a star of the show, you're a pretty boy, and he is a pretty boy. Like wow. he is. That's the first thing I thought when I saw the picture. Mm-hmm. He he's uh I love him. Um let's see. Uh blustery bravado, um suave, cool and collected. See, I don't relate to these, but this part where it <laughs> says you secretly harbor deep insecurities that surface as child childish pettiness, that's mm. me. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool. Let's see, you can't help but compare yourself to others, um, despite the overwhelming uh work ethic. Um, my question never is, back down from how do these questions see the truth in us? You know, mm. how do they, how does yeah. it know? How do they just, I don't know. They just we're not that know. deep. That's it. That's true. Tune in next time. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're all Our psychological uh, analysis. We are all shallow. We yeah. are all basically archetypes just yeah. fitting in. in our I've own never way. had an original thought. Mm. Um, I had that conversation with Lisa recently. Yeah. Like what, what do you know that you had from your own experience? All she could say is that hot things burn. Mm. So. <laughs> 
elaborate. From my own experience. (laughs) Well, they're all from my own experience. Everything I know is from my own experience, Mm. but it's uh, taught from somebody else from a it's it's a we're all building what we're doing on this planet is building Mm -hmm. we're all just building um better and better things or Mm -hmm. i mean not maybe not always better some of us are rocking in there with our sweet ass flashing tennis shoes and Mm -hmm. kicking down your block house Mm -hmm. that's some of us do that (laughs) yeah we uh, are we are mobbing. Mm-hmm. We are here yeah. and we are we mobbing. We are crows mobbing. We <laughs> yeah, are crabs pulling the other crabs back down into the bucket. Yes. Is that a thing crabs do? Oh yeah. It's why. Yeah, that's it's a whole uh crab mentality. Crab mentality. It's a thing. It's crabtality. It's, crabs wow. will make other crabs' lives worse. <laughs> oh wow. To not even improve theirs, mm-hmm. just not worsen theirs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crabs are crabs are wild. They're wild. But they are us. Um, Am I right? <laughs> Melissa, can you where can we find wait, you? Wait, you want wait, people wait. to find you? Um wait, you know what? Wait, what? No, never mind. Yeah, you go. Go ahead. I actually just started using social media again. <gasps> um, All right. I was away for a long time. I just started using uh Instagram again. What's my handle? Um I wanna say it's McGuff. Yes. That's my username for most things. I think it's M C dot G U F F F. Always three apps. FFF. Yeah. I um, believe you've been popping up on our- Fast on friends our for now. I have been creeping. What? Fast friends for now. Fast friends for now. That's what FFF, FFF. stands for. Oh. <clears throat> Usually two Fs. Two Fs was taken when I was a child mm-hmm. using this username. Um, so I just always rolled with the three Fs, and now it's just kind of a part of it. Classic. Yeah, why not? That's part of yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, McGuff is usually my go-to username on things. You'll find uh, me last last thing from you. What are you binging right now? Oh, yeah. What am I binging right now? Um, I just finished binging Arcane uh, on Netflix. Netflix. That's a good binge. God, mm. fuck, that's a great what binge. A show. Yeah. Um, I am begging. I am praying that they have three seasons <sighs> so mm. that. We can do a season that three episode four of Arcane. Oh, hell yeah. I've got a lot of big feelings on Arcane. Uh, I, <laughs> okay. I think that is what I most recently binged. Great. Yeah. Great. Nice. Yeah. Up we, next, who's to say? Who, it's it's who's it to is say? our choice. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the world is open for us. Yeah. Oysters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of seafood analogies yeah. here <laughs> from this episode. Yeah. Oysters. Yeah. Um, Nothing are... else. <laughs> Seagulls. I don't know. That's all of them. Uh, but yeah, um, Arcane, you can find me on Instagram. Love it. Yeah. Thank uh, you for coming on. Thank you for thank coming Thank you for on, having Rosa. me. Yeah. I... I this was so fun. I just want to keep talking. Uh mm-hmm, this was mm-hmm. wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um for giving me the time. Yeah, of course. Holding the space for me. Thank I you. Yeah. That. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very nice of you to thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh thank you for listening to season three, episode four. Our theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. Of Space Out Makeout. Check them out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for anyone who left us a review. If you can, please leave more. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think. Uh, if if you want us to shut up, let us know that. Actually, you know what? No, go on there right now. Open up your app. Stop driving. Right? Stop, stop driving. driving. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, stop driving. Just get out of your car. Get your volleyball team together. And I want you all to say, dig in to this podcast. Oh. It's a, it's a spike. Set point. 
You'll win. Mm, yeah. Spikes that point. With your friends. You'll win. So, with yes, your definitely. So all of that then. All of that. Great. Uh, and <laughs> you can find Adam on Instagram at DamonHD. And you can find Lisa on Instagram at L-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. Lisa, what are you binging? Right now, what are you binging? What am I binging? I don't, I don't, you're asking the wrong question. I don't binge what are you anything. Binging, Lisa? What did I recent? what did I just watch? <sighs> 911 Lone Star. 911 Lone Star. <laughs> Beautiful. You can find Oz on Instagram <laughs> at O-Z-Z-I-E, the, uh, the buddy, Ozzy the buddy. You can find this podcast at season three, episode four. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. I'm binging. Oh, yeah. What are you? Black tea. Join us next week. Oh, it could have been anything. Bye. Bye. definitely become an olympian at 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 40 you know you know what olympic team is a bunch of 40 year olds who aren't that athletic looking bobsled bobsled curlers bobsledders curlers let's (laughs) fucking go we could be on the canadian on the american curling team you think yeah should we should we start like a like a a rec league of curling Just kind of anyone, amazing. any local, uh, you know, in the area. Hey, any of you Midwesterners I'm into curling out on, there? Like, uh, we're just like putting a, a message out that uh, we got three, three excited young, <laughs> young bucks ready to join yeah. the team. Yeah, uh, join so the send team. Us a and we will, we will be using the prescribed accent. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep for yep. sure. Cheese curds at every the, practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God, mm-hmm. it's gonna be Some rough. Milk. <laughs>